Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yo, 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 what is up? It's your boy Sterls rocking the mic right here on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast feed. It is a late Thursday night, but guess what? The Bills got the dub tonight. Nah, I know your parlay. The numbers are messed up. Vegas won tonight. Vegas won. But guess what? The Buffalo Bills are back in the win column, and I'm excited. There's there's a lot to talk about tonight. There's a lot. So if you want to stick around, I advise you to, you know. Uh, We don't have to do as much therapy tonight. You know, we're just going to talk about what we like, talk about a W. You know, this week was was riddled with a lot of um, discontent and frustrations that were valid. Let's see if uh, this team kind of squelled some of those disappointments and frustrations. So I'm your host, Sterles. Y'all know who I am. But if you are new to Intentional Grounding and Buffalo Rumblings, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. And we'll keep you here locked and loaded all season long. It's been great today. Uh, it's been nice. The Buffalo Bills took care of business. They took care of business tonight against Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the tune of 24-18. to 18. That's right. You know, last week coming in here, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't great. It did not feel good coming in here. It did not feel good coming in here with a loss to the Patriots. Come on now. And so this was a, a quick turnaround. This is the second game in four days. That's a lot. That's a lot of football. That's a lot of football. And uh, they, they got the dub today. You know, you they they looked like a, a completely different ball club. Um. A couple things before we, you know, do what we always do in here. Uh, I definitely want to do my the sponsor of the show real quick as we continue on. This show is brought to you by Slide a Shelf, where we help you reach what matters. Bills fans, if you uh, have a home improvement project that involves sliding shelving, you want you want you know you have your boring shelves in your in your cupboard, or you know you want to spruce it up a little bit. 
you want some Josh Allen flair where my friends at Slider Chef can kind of get you uh, squared away, get you set up. Uh, all you got to do is take, you know, one measurement and the rest is history. They will get you covered. Uh, if you go over to slidershelf.com, that's www.slidershelf.com, they will get you squared away. Um, their products can be found in Home Depot and Lowe's, even Amazon. They're all over the place. So if you're not using them and you want to put your little knickknack patty wax on the shelf that slide in and out, if you want your snacks like I do, or if you want to put your wine, okay? If you want to put wine on a shelf that you want to slide out because you got friends over, you know that Josh Allen wine that that we all see. Make sure you go see my friends at Slidershelf, www.com, Slidershelf, www.com, where they can help you reach what matters. Sorry, folks. You know, I'm tired. Shoot, I am tired. All right. It's been a long day, but guess what? It's ending and the Bills got a dub. So let's get into this game. So before we jump into... Uh, the box scores. Let's talk about some of the storylines leading up or what kind of unfolded during the game. One of the complaints was um, the Bills needed to start out. They need to start out fast. You know, that was one of the things that we talked about on the uh, on the Hump Day Hotline last night. I said, hey, the Bills have to start out fast in this game. You know, no huddle, up-tempo style of offense, and that's what they did. Not that they listened to me, but it sounds like they probably listened to me. And kudos if you listen to the show. Okay, but they came out and guess what? We saw a very high, you know, up-tempo offense throughout the entirety of the game. So, I, you know, when they came out with it, I thought, okay, they're going up-tempo. Is this going to be like a one to two drive thing, right? And then they're going to go back to this slow cadence style offense where, you know, no, they didn't do that, which was very nice. It was very nice to see. One of the other things I said, get um, Gabe Davis going early. Get them going early, man. Uh, and they, they were able to do that tonight, which was really nice to see. We saw Dalton Kincaid have his best game of the season. That's two two games consecutively where Dalton Kincaid was featured in the past game. And it, and it makes me scratch my head. Why did it take seven weeks for them to go, oh, yeah, he's really good. But let's – hey, you know what? Let's keep it going. They got to keep it going. Uh, Dalton Kincaid looked really well, looked really good. Uh, Ted Lieber says, I am new, but McDermott should be fired. His resume is bad in fourth quarters. Okay, pause, my man. That That's a little – I understand the frustration. And I got some complaints about McDermott in this game as well. We'll get to a little later. But uh, being fired right now, I, I mean, you know, I don't know about that. Uh, but being disgruntled and not happy with some of his performances and his conservative play calling uh, in crucial moments, be mad about that. Um, but let's go ahead and go, let's go ahead and go into, um, some of in in the box score. So, you know, every time we do this show, one of the things that I like to do is I like to go into box score because obviously you don't have time to watch all 22 because it's not out yet. And the game just ended. But I think looking at the box score kind of, it gives, it tells the story of the game, right? So you take what you know, you see statistically match it with what you saw on the field. And then you kind of can build your narrative, kind of build your story. And that's what we do here. Okay. So Baker Mayfield coming into the game, uh, 25, 42, 237, 5.6 yards uh, per attempt, two touchdowns. The bills were able to get three sacks on him, which is actually pretty good. Um, Baker Mayfield hasn't really been sacked that much at all this season. And you see why his his pocket presence and awareness and pocket manipulation, uh, the way he's able to, 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 to move in the pocket is really good. 
It's really, really good. And and there were, I mean, the Bills could have had six or seven sacks on this guy tonight, but Baker did a really good job keeping his eyes downfield, you know, kind of feeling where the pressure was, stepping up in the pocket, evading when he had to, and it, and it looked good for him. So, I mean, kudos for him for that. That's pretty impressive for a quarterback. I ain't going to lie. Now, statistically, you know, 237 yards, I felt like a lot of that was in garbage time. You know, the, the Bills kind of called the dogs off. Uh, in my opinion, they were kind of a little bit more loose in coverage. Um, one of the major concerns that I had going into this game was the, you know, the Bills' ability to stop the run. Now, we know they've given up over 130 yards per game. And early, it looked like, okay, Rashad White, th- these guys are going get to th- get something going. And he had nine carries, 39 yards. That's 4.3 yards per rush. Uh, Baker was second. At uh, three carries, 19 yards, and then you had the one Chris Godwin run. But after that, they really didn't do much. So 17 of 78 for 4.6 yards per carry. Um, so the Bills did pretty good against the run, which is was was nice to see. Um, receiving for Tampa Bay, Rashad White was their leading receiver as well. Now, I think we're starting to see a trend. You know, you, you guys hear me talk about trends and things that kind of pop up during these games. And the trend here is that the Bills have a hard time stopping screenplays they have a hard time stopping screenplays and you're seeing uh in consecutive weeks we saw um what's his name uh the running back for the new england patriots he had i think he had like 50 60 yards receiving um uh last week and now you're saying rashad white with a with 70 yards receiving and a lot of that's coming on screens and dump offs and the bills you know we know that they're not a very strong tackling team I think that's something that they're going to have to fix. That they they are going to have to fix that. Um, but again, you know, it's one thing when you talk about this stuff uh, in a loss. It's another thing when you talk about it during a win. But it is an area of concern. They got to clean that stuff up. Uh, it's not good enough. Um, moving on here, we we saw. Uh, let's see, defensively for the Bucks. I mean, there was nothing that really that uh, stood home to me. Uh, Levante David had 14 tackles, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> um, but defensively, what we saw the the Bucks, they were able to do defensively. Uh, they had a great game plan. You know, the, their game plan was to come out and they wanted to uh they wanted to blitz. They want to send pressure off the edge, not just from defensive ends, but in linebackers, but you know, we saw Antoine Winfield coming out on a blitz that led to an interception. So it's a it's a trademark Todd Bowles defense. They believe in pressure and pressure from every angle. And this is the the Bills' third week consecutively where they're facing that similar type style of defense. Now, it is a big difference when you don't have Vita Vey in the middle. Okay. And uh, I think the Bills found some success on the ground because they didn't have Vita Vey. Um, but yeah, I mean, we expected the Bills to uh to see a lot of pressure tonight and uh shout out to Ken Dorsey for having a game plan and Josh Allen having a plan pre and post snap to kind of recognize those blitzes. You know, I want to see what, uh, what some of his answers to those tests were when I watched the all 22, but so far it looked good. It looked really good. Um, they weren't able to get a lot of pressure on the bills tonight. Um, I, th- I think that the sacks that Josh Allen did have were self-inflicted, uh, so that's a good thing there. I, I felt like the offensive line kind of bounced back, uh, which they had their worst performance on Sunday against the Patriots. It was bad. But the, to, this week they look pretty good. 
My guy Dave says, uh, <laughs> boutique, damn time. Or about damn time, we got Kincaid and Shakir involved. Why don't we play Cook? That's a good question. I I, I think it's it has a lot to do with Cook not being adequate in pass pro. So I think you're tipping your hand in, in, in certain tendencies and looks. Uh, right now, I mean, we see one of the tendencies that they have right now is on second down, they're running the ball. Right. And I and and I'm telling you, teams are catching on to it. They're going to have to break some of those tendencies. But James Cook and pass protection is just not good. He's just not good. And I think that's the reason why um, you might see some of the, the sh- you know, the snaps go to other people. But also the bl- the Bills believe in three backs. Now, we only see t- we saw two features tonight, but we know Damian Harris is injured for four weeks. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I still like the output that James Cook is bringing to the table, but I do wish that they would use him in, in uh, to receive the ball more, to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I felt like there, there were times where he – I felt like he could have been utilized. He, he, he was open. But, uh, again, I can't really – it's really hard to tell on the broadcast view versus the All-22, but I, I will be – definitely can't wait to see uh, what that looks like. But, yeah, I agree. Like, you got to get your playmakers the ball. You got to. It's it's important uh, moving forward. But let's talk about the offense tonight. Let's talk about it. So, you know, recap, we 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 learned that in these past few games that the Bills have have the philosophy kind of going back to the storyline here. You always want to tell the story. But the storyline here was, OK, man, we're seeing this this slow ass offense. The slow offense, you know, we want to use 12. Well, guess what? You really couldn't use 12 that much tonight because Dawson Knox is hurt and Quentin Morris was a, was inactive, right? So that left James, I mean, uh, Dalton Kincaid to kind of man the tight end position. And with that being said, they kind of, you saw a lot of empty sets. You saw 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, and it looked really good. Like that is the old buffalo bills that we're used to seeing go up and down the field on folks whether it was up tempo or not having those formations in those sets is extremely important listen to me it is extremely important for the bills moving forward to just take the reins off of josh allen you guys saw my tweet this week you know and i and and if you guys can do this this would be great but make sure you know when you tweet you say free josh allen Free this man, and they freed him tonight. But guess what? Sometimes coaches, coaches, staffs can be extremely stubborn. They can be stubborn. These coaches can be stubborn, and they might go back to that trash. I mean, I, trash is putting it. That's kind of harsh, Sterling. I got to calm down a little bit. But ineffective at times, offense where it's stagnant, and that's not who Josh Allen is. It's not who he is. Um. But let's talk about the Bills statistically, and then we'll tell the rest of the story with the offense. Josh Allen was 31 of 40, 8.1 yards per, two touchdowns, one interception. That interception was, I mean, it could have been avoided, but I, I don't care. I mean, that's not one. I mean, it, it did result in, in in seven points, right? But it didn't cost him the game. But, man, you you there are other things you could do there, but I ain't tripping. I ain't tripping on that. Okay, he did take two sacks for uh, for 12 yards. Uh, James Cook, 14 carries, 67 yards. That's 4.8 yards per carry. You know, 
we saw a little bit uh, of a different philosophy in, in terms of how they use James Cook. They kind of used him between the tackles a little bit more, not on these delayed handoffs, these draw plays and stuff like that. They were let's let give them the ball, let them go. And I like that. That's the kind of uh you know run game, run scheme that that we need to see each and every week. I like that. Uh here's a surprise. Here's a surprise. This is one of the things that we've been asking for all damn week, all year. Some of y'all have. Josh Allen running the football. Seven carries, 41 yards, 5.9 yards per one touchdown. This is I'm telling you, you can run the football, but not be reckless. And that's what Josh Allen did tonight. He was, it was cautiously chaotic, as is what we'll call it. Josh was cautiously chaotic. And when I mean chaotic is, he said, to hell with it. You're going to play man coverage? You're going to leave the middle of the field wide open? I'm going to take it. And that's what he did. And that's what you, that's the Josh Allen that we needed to see. Right? That's the hero that we all know. That's the Josh Allen that we needed to see. Hashtag free Josh Allen. Josh Allen has seven carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Right? Now, I don't know if Fitz took his shirt off. So somebody might have to confirm if he took his shirt off or not. But uh, Fitz, you know, said he was going to take his shirt off if Josh, you know, Josh run the ball. And uh, Josh ran the ball well tonight. I don't have any I don't have any complaints about what Josh Allen did on the ground, but that they they need to let him do that. I, I think it's I think it's very, very, very important. Um my, my my guy Dave says Kincaid in the slot downfield, amazing. I agree. Ryan Summit says, uh, I like the up tempo offense. That lets Josh see the defense longer before the snap and make adjustments. Yeah, no, I I think that's the key, right? Now I'm not saying that you throw away, you know, Josh under center, because we did see him under center a little bit tonight, you know, in the play action. But one of the the the, the key things, one of the key things that I, that I was watching is, okay, they brought back the RPOs, and they used it a lot. So we saw Josh Allen, 31 of 40, right, 300 yards, but they used the RPO a lot. And I'm telling you, man, like you get to freeze those linebackers, Look those safeties off, right? And it's a quick read. Josh has one of the the, the fastest, you know, uh, fastballs in the league. That's easy money. Like, it, it baffles me why we would take that out of the offense. But guess what? You know, we don't have to talk about hindsight. We can talk about what happened tonight. It's important that we talk about what happened tonight, okay? That'll help you sleep at night. It's Thursday night. The weekend's coming up. I mean, we don't want to be, you know, all down on these bills. Now, we know they got some work to do, but the RPOs, I love to see that in the, in the offense tonight. You want to know what else I like to see in the offense tonight? What I loved? Let's talk about these receiving numbers because this is going to tell, you know, the next chapter of the story here. Um, Khalil, so if I, if I going into this game, if I said, you know what? Khalil Shakir is going to lead the team in, in, uh, in receiving yards. You couldn't, you, I would have looked at you. I would have hit you with something and said, get the GTFO. <laughs> I would have told you to go kick rocks, player. I'm telling you. But this is the, I want to say, the second week in a row where, like, like last week, you know, I talked about, okay, like, it was, it was nice to see Khalil Shakir sprinkled in a little bit, you know. And all of a sudden, tonight, 
they used them. Now, here, here's the thing that if you don't watch the All-22, you wouldn't notice. But in the All-22 last week, the dude was open all the freaking time on those short intermediate routes. The stuff that we want Gabe running, Khalil was open on it, man. And Josh didn't throw him the ball because he didn't have an answer for, you know, he didn't have a hot. And, and Khalil was open. So I guarantee you this week they they when they they evaluated the film, they said, look, Josh, you see this? They're giving it to you underneath. These drag routes were giving it. These, these routes, they're open. Throw him the ball. And guess what? Josh said, you know what, bet? That's one of the things I appreciate about Josh Allen so much is that he's teachable. He's coachable. Sometimes almost to a fault. But Khalil Shakir, six catches, 92 yards, 15.3 yards per reception. We saw yak tonight, y'all. We saw some yards after catch, man. Like, dude, that, that stuff is important. That's the DNA that you want to have in your offense, in your wide receivers. Um, again, we mentioned Gabe Davis getting going early. Nine catches, 87 yards. Thank you, Gabe, for showing up today. We missed you. We was going to put out a missing persons report. I was about to do it. I was about to do it, but in the first quarter, they were like, all right, all right, you know, Sterles, you know, you don't need to put out a for missing persons report. You're one catch, six yards. He ain't going to have a performance like that. We need to get him to go in early, and they did. And, you know, I, I, I was telling you guys that I felt just like Josh Allen. I felt like Gabe Davis is one of those guys that needs the confidence early. You got to get him going early, right? He's not Stephon Diggs where – Stefan Diggs is like, he's, I don't know if you guys played NBA Jam before where, you know, he he's on fire. Like that's, that's Stefan Diggs all day, right? You could just throw him the ball all day long. He's a machine, but other receivers aren't like that. All the receiver, all receivers aren't made the same. Okay. Gabe Davis is one of those receivers where he needs to get that confidence going, get them hands going, get them going early. They did that tonight. And guess what? Look, if you can do that, you got yourself a number two receiver. That's, that's, we don't have to compare to all these other guys and say Gabe is trash and all this stuff. Like, you, you, as much as we talk about players failing in an organization, I think coaches fail fail players quite often. And look, I know Gabe's a limited player. He he's not great route running and short to intermediate. He, he you know he has a niche right, and that's deep ball. He's great at that. But we saw them get him going early, and they did underneath, and that was fantastic. So Gabe, good on you. Uh, it looked good tonight. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, fam. For real, for real. Uh, Stefan Diggs, nine catches, 70 yards, 7.8 yards per reception. So with um, Stefan Diggs, we know the problem with Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, is that Josh, for some reason, feels like he always has to go to him. And I think that's in. It's good, right? It's your fastball. But, man, you got to use your changeup, buddy. You got to use the knuckleball. You got to use – shout out to the Rangers, by the way, in the World Series and Diamondbacks. No one thought those guys were going to make it. Okay? But – and that's what he did. He changed it up. It's like, yo, Steph, I see you, dog, but I got to get some other guys going. I got to make the – I got to – you know, and when you do that kind of stuff, that balance and the target share, it keeps the defense honest. You can't just key in, right, on Stefan Diggs. You you it makes your other defenders, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to play the whole field. You know, you're not, not gonna take away one area of the field or one side of the field. You gotta cover it all. And that Josh, this this 
kudos to Josh Allen for spreading the ball around. Now, I'm going to tell you the, the most important piece tonight. Outside of Khalil Shakir on receiving the ball, it was Dalton Kincaid, people. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy? You throw Dalton Kincaid a football, and it's like there's no hitch. He catches and turns up field. And, and when I say that, I, I think that, like, makes it um, like I'm doing him a disservice. It's poetry in motion. Watching Dalton Kincaid catch the ball is poetry in motion, man. He catches the ball, but he's already upfield. It's weird. He's already upfield. And he opens up, he opens up this offense so much. You know, we talk about having um that slot option, right? Someone who can unlock the middle of the field. Well, guess what? If you have Kincaid and you have Khalil Shakir operating the short to intermediate in the middle of the field, it makes every that that's that that is your meat, right? It makes everybody else be able to eat. You, you see what I'm saying? Like you could throw the digs all day, but it makes digs more effective. When you use the middle of the field, it it it, it frees up the nuance and, and the margin of error kind of lifts a little bit with Gabe Davis because he's able to operate in space. He needs it. He's not one of those. He's not a route winner. It's not what he does best. So you have to utilize the middle of the field. You got to. And the Bills did that tonight. It's crazy. Square peg, round hole. Dawson Knox having a horrible season to me. And he's injured. I hope he gets better. But I'm telling you, man, like moving forward, Kincaid is tight end one. I don't want to see. I don't want to see this. We we got sprinkle in Dalton. I mean uh, Dawson Knox. Like I mean, death to twelve personnel. Like I'm over it. I mean you're gonna have to use it eventually, but can, can we not use it as much? Like I mean we're top ten in the league and using twelve personnel. Like I don't want to see it. Stick with this game plan. It's worked for years, right? <laughs> Why? <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's like that'd be like Chick Fil A selling hamburgers, right? McDonald's doing wings. That's not what you do. Stick to what you know. All right, stick to what you know. Um, <laughs> Ryan said it happened. Fitz took the shirt off. Josh helped him take his shirt off. Hey, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Allentown says two average teams going at it. Allentown, I can't. I can't do. I can't. I can't do. I can't hang with you tonight, bro. Like not like that. I, I I understand, and I made some comments this week, but I'm trying to get away from that. We got a big game coming up next. <laughs> the Bills will make a couple moves. on. Definitely a deadline. They're not going to the playoffs. I don't agree with that. All right, we're going to keep moving. B says, perfect. Perfect description of Dix. Thank you, B. I appreciate you. Um, But, okay, the catch on the sideline with, with uh, Dalton Kincaid, oh, my God. Beautiful. It was beautiful. That that right there, Dalton Kincaid is him. I'm t- <laughs> you know, we talk about like, you know, <laughs> the Bills needing that other option. And they need to go, you know, I, I I said it. I was like, they need to go trade. Go, go, go get another, give me a slot receiver. But if you have Shakir doing what he did consistently moving forward, you don't need to go use assets to go get a wide receiver. Now, I am a firm believer. I'm a firm believer that 
the Bills in the offseason for the NFL draft, they need to draft a receiver in the first three rounds. There's a gang of receivers that you're going to hear me talk about moving forward. Okay, I, I think six, seven receivers in the first round. There's some guys, Tony Horton, Tory Horton from Colorado State, I've seen personally twice. He's amazing. And you can, you can get him in the second, third round. Like, there are guys in this receiving core that are really good. They're really good. Um, so that's that's what's on offense. Let's let's take a look at like some of the defensively. Um Terrell Bernard continues to lead the team in tackles. Uh he was he, he was great tonight. Jordan Poirier, man. It's funny people say he's washed. Nah, he, he played well. Him and Micah played really well tonight. Proud of them boys. Taron Johnson had a sack. Oh, my God, Ed Oliver. Boy, it was good to have you back, big dog. I'm telling you, uh, that contract that Bean put together for him, this is where Brandon Bean shines the most, man. He signed he signed him to that contract to, to be like the 14th pay, overall defensive tackle in the league. My guy, Ed, has been playing top five defensive tackle level. That's what he's been playing at. So – Top five, he's playing like a top five defensive tackle, in my opinion. And the contract says he's the 13th or 14th best defensive tackle. I'll take that. That's a win. So kudos. You know, I, I'll be honest. I'll be to tell you, like, yo, I was like, yo, y'all could trade him because he, he ain't doing nothing. That boy wasn't doing nothing last year. And, you know, to my dismay, Brandon Bean said, you know what? I see something in him. He, he's got it. And I appreciate that. Like, that, that's. You know, I always try to give credit to where credit's due. Brandon B did a hell of a job there. I'm going to tell you what I didn't like. Tyrell Dotson starting. Like, here's the deal. Unless you plan on going to get a linebacker uh, to trade next week, I don't understand why you, you, you got Tyrell Dotson in there. Let Dorian Williams figure it out, man. Let him figure it out. He's athletic, man. There, there's He's got instincts. I don't want to see Tyrell slow Dotson with wearing 25. Like, stop. He, Tyrell Dotson needs to be wearing like a 59. Then that's your linebacker number. It just looks slow. He's slow. <laughs> All right? He's slow. Um, But, I mean, Tyrell Dotson didn't cost the team tonight. But, again, you, you drafted Dorian Williams in the third round. I, I, I want to see him. Like, let him make mistakes. They, they did that last week, and it cost them. They took him out, you know, whatever. But that's how you learn, man. You gotta, you gotta have time on task. You gotta have time on task. Um, so that's one thing I didn't like. Let's talk about Kyrie Elam for a minute. I think, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the experience is over. The Kyrie Elam experience, in my opinion, is over. Let me tell you why. 35-year-old <laughs> Josh Norman took your spot tonight. Bruh. And Josh Norman, that boy ain't played football in three years. He only played special teams, which you did last week. I think you had five or six snaps on special teams last week, and he's inactive. And you, my heart goes out to the kid, man. Because you want him to be great, you know. We saw some some we we saw some things that like 
okay, like the interception in the Miami game in the playoffs, and we saw him pick off Mahomes in week five. Like we saw him do some good things, and that he is nowhere near that player right now. His confidence is shot, man. Y'all, his confidence is shot. They've ruined him. I feel like the Bills ruined Cody Ford too. So now that's a first-round pick. He gone. I think the Bills trade him in a few days, or he just redshirts the season and they figure it out in the offseason, right? But it's over. Jamarcus Ingram, those guys are suiting up. <laughs> what? I like Jamarcus Ingram's game. But Kyrie was a first-round pick. So any any hope that you had for Elam as a Bill, if you bought his jersey, take it back to the Bill store and see if they can give you a give you a discount or if they can give you a, a, a back plate <laughs> for whoever gets 24 next because, man, it's just, it sucks. You know, you basically admit that, hey, I effed this up. I effed it up. Nate Geary had a really great tweet talking about uh, – Basically, it's a mission that you screwed it up. He used other expletive words, but it's over, guys. So Kyrie Elam, man, it's it's a wrap. Uh, I don't know what the Bills are going to do with him, but man, if you're if you if you got thirty five year old geriatric for NFL, you know, cornerbacks that just jump. <laughs> that boy was that boy was on the street. He was on vacation. Josh Norman. That boy was rocked up on the uh, on the field with all these chains on, making tackles like with with enthusiasm. Like, come on, man! Like, it's over for you, dog. It's over. AJ Epinesa had a sack. So I told y'all every time AJ Epinesa gets a sack, boy, he is pricing himself out of Buffalo. The Bills ain't gonna be able to sign that dude. They ain't gonna be able to sign him. Uh, Puna Ford sighting. Puna Ford almost had a sack on Baker. Um. That boy's tiny. That, that boy gotta be five, 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 eight. <laughs> He's tiny, man. But here's the thing. And, and I'm gonna agree with Tim here. Tim says that uh the Bills need to trade for a one tech on the D line. So let's talk about this in the chat real quick. Watching this Bills defense, like I feel like, you know, and, and shout out to Ky, not Kyrie, but uh Dane Jackson, Christian Benford. Benford had a really good game tonight. Really good game. Uh, he, you know, to the tune of they kind of shut down their receivers, man. Um, Chris Godwin's five catches, 54 yards. Mike Evans, three for 39 and a tud. Chris, Chris Godwin had a tud, right? But they kind of shut them dudes down. Like, they played well. Those dudes, they balled out tonight. Those corners played well. Like, they're not going to wow you with, with interceptions. Like, they're not, they're not ball hawks. Like, Trey White, you know, take away Trey. But what they are giving you is consistency and coverage, which is nice, right? You need that. Now, would you get a one-tech defensive tackle? Would you rather have a, a, a formidable linebacker next to Terrell Bernard, or would you rather have a corner? And I, any tier corner, um, you know, if you want to get a guy to replace Dane Jackson, I feel like Dane Jackson is the lesser of the two corners, right? Um, but Tim says, you know, they need to get a one tech. I, I I tend to agree. I mean, I could I could go for each each level of the defense, 
But you need a one-tech defensive tackle because your run defense is slaw. It's bad right now. It's bad. And it has shades of this being bad last year. But now that Daquan is out, it's 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 buns. That run defense is bad. You, you got to go get a one-tech. You know, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean and their presser, you know, they talk about, you know, they've been looking for players. Uh, Huey Burain says, uh, can Sue, I take Sue, go get him. You don't have to pay, you don't have to pay him a couple mil. Go get him, go get, go get somebody. But you need somebody who can, who look, Jordan Phillips, uh uh-uh. uh, ain't gonna cut it. He's, he, it's just not, it's not good enough. We're gonna get gashed up the up the middle for the run, and teams are teams teams know this stuff, man. They, they they're gonna they're gonna exploit this, all right. So I think and, and it's not good enough. Um, you know, there's options at linebacker. I mean, I don't know if anybody's giving away you know grade A linebackers, but hey, the trade deadline's been active every year the past few years. So the things that you would think, oh, my God, I would never seen them do that. You got about six quarterbacks that's coming into the league this in the draft season. I think the, the bottom teams, I think they're going to be teams that are going to start, look, J.J. McCarthy, Drake May, right, Caleb Williams, Penix. Like these are guys that, that teams are going to start stockpiling picks for. And I think some of these teams are up for sale, right? So – Go go go! Get something that's gonna. I, I think right now the most important position on defense, if you're gonna fill a position, is one tech. And then if you can get a premium corner, Jalen Johnson, Patrick Sertain, do it if you can get it. Dante Jackson, right? Those guys like that. Yeah, go get them if you can. But you know, you if you want to go get a, a second tier corner, do that. Linebackers, that, that's gonna be tough. That's going to be tough. I know they, they said the Bills are floating around with Dre Greenlaw. Why would the 49ers give him away? I don't – you know, they're in contention. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, and that and the, it might not even be a true report. But offensively, um, <laughs> I don't know if you – I talked about this uh, all week, but there's a philosophy that before the – I feel like McDermott, if he was going to make a trade on offense, it'd be for running back. Like it'd be for a Derrick Henry type guy. Just because, you know, Sean wants to run the ball. He wants his balanced attack and so forth. You you put Derrick Henry back there. You know, he he gives you pass blocking. Uh he gives you down the down, you know, downhill running style. He's a weapon, et cetera, whatever. Right. I feel like, you know, running back is easier to implement in an offense. Don't listen to Ken Dorsey last year where they had Naeem Hines and not using them, not utilizing them and so forth. Uh, but I feel like they do that before they do anything because that's McDermott's philosophy, right? Rather than going to get a D hop or, or, you know, insert Jerry Judy or Hunter Renfro. Now I'd be cool if they went and got one of those guys, but I think they, they, if they make a trend off, it's going to be for a running back. Um, But with all that being said, man, the bills got a W tonight. Um, Fantastic win. You know, people are saying, like I saw on Twitter, like, oh, man, why can't it, can it just be easy? You know, it's just the NFL, man. It's a Thursday night football game. Thursday night football sucks. It just sucks. You're going to see some of this stuff. 
the the Bucks have a really good defense. You know, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, let's talk about before we get out of here what I didn't like about McDermott. Uh, the the two calls at fourth and two, man. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, McDermott? McDiggity? Like, you you just gonna punt? You just gonna first of all? Why are you wasting? Why are you wasting breath and energy? Got got Josh Allen and boys on offense. Oh, everybody knows you're not going for it. You're faking it. You're gonna fake go for it. Like, kill me with that, dude. That's weak. Have some balls and go for it, man. Put the game away. Josh Allen's playing well. You don't have Sir Drop a lot and and uh, Dawson Knox. Throw the damn ball to Kincaid. Hell, Khalil Shakir. Like, come on, man. We're punting, and guess what happened? You punted the ball. They got it and went downfield and scored. Now, it took a, took a long-ass time and some third-down penalties, stuff that they, they need to clean up, right? Third-down penalties. Jordan Phillips, bro, you got a sack and then you, you freaking face mask. Like, come on. The refs were awful tonight. They were. They were. And I never – I hate talking about the refs, but they were bad tonight. Um, But – Whatever. You know, they, they kind of remind me of Big Ten officiating. Big Ten officiating is god awful, dude. I'm a y'all know I'm a Michigan fan and I watch this train wreck every week. Boy, it reminded me of of uh you know Big Ten officiating. It was just hot garbage. It was garbage. Um, but yeah, McDermott and the conservative, like, dude, I am so over it. Get some balls, put the damn game away. Your offense is playing well. So you want to put it on your defense where they're missing stars all over the place. They got more fallen stars in the Bible. All right. Y'all, y'all need to quit playing with me, dog. Let this offense put the game away. Because guess what? You got the Bengals coming up next. And that schedule gets a little tough. You, 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 you can't, you, you're going to play playoff football like that? Come on, man. I, I need to see, I need you to do better. But hey, they got the win. They got the win, and that's all that matters. Um, whew, I don't. I'm, I see y'all. See, I'm getting worked up. You know, we don't. We don't need to be getting worked up. All right, I need to be happy. But I am happy. The Bills got the dub. Uh, I, I think <laughs> Richard Rush says that's what I wanted to put it away. Yeah, me too, man. I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. Um. You know, moving forward, moving forward this week, um, on Sunday, we usually have intentional grounding after the Bills game. Depending on how the rumor mill goes in the next couple of days, I might do a, a bonus episode uh, Sunday night, and we'll just talk about, you know, what the what moves the Bills can make, right? Kind of give you some, some targets for um, – you know, the trade deadline and, and so forth. We may recap some of the things uh, that happened on Sunday. You know, I, I, I might do that. So so be on the lookout for that. Um, but anyways, man, it'll be a, a victory Friday this week. A victory Friday. So we're going to have to go enjoy that. But, man, make sure wherever you guys are watching this, if you're, if you're driving to work on a Friday morning or if you are going home right now as we are speaking, uh, make sure you keep it locked and loaded. On uh, the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube, Buffalo Rumblings, uh, the VidCast feed. And you know what? Do me a favor. Do me a favor. So 
this show will be posted on um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you could do me a favor, leave me a review. Tell me what you like about the show. Tell me if there's if I suck. Tell me if I'm great. I think I'm great. Sit. Can you just write me a little something? You know, that'd be that'd be that'd be super dope. Like, follow, and subscribe to Intentional Groundings. Like, follow, and subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, there's a, a, a large team of us doing this stuff. You know, there's 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 people that you you'll never see. But if you go to buffalorumblings.com, you're going to see all these articles, man. These guys are tirelessly, tirelessly writing content for, for people to consume. We got a we got a giant team, man. We all love the Bills. We love you guys. You guys are what keep us going. So, um, yo, happy freaking victory Friday. And we're going to do this thing. Y'all have a great weekend, man. Go hug your family. Go enjoy yourselves. And it's Intentional Grounding, baby. And we up out of here.